0: everybody welcome to amigos i'm john and i'm aaron and today aaron we're going to be talking about super skid marks aaron tell me about the wackiest antics you ever got up to in an automobile
2: oh man there's been some pretty wacky antics boat i'm not gonna lie uh let's see what are the stupidest things i've done in in a car you know remember when right when you get your license Mm-hmm. And you're, you're king dong of the road. Yeah, you are. So you go out and get all your buddies. It's Everybody wants to be your friend. A, it's time to be the geek taxi, the, the mm-hmm. goof taxi. I did a lot <laughs> of that back in the day. And I remember, I mean, I hadn't had my license for more than, I don't know, a, a, a week. And I was getting on the interstate there at Milton, you know. And at the same time, I was tooling around the radio with a car full of people I forgot about one small detail to drive the car, and so I, <laughs> I drove off the side of the on ramp, and almost hit the guardrail and spun the car around. Thankfully, there was nothing coming, and I thought to myself, "This is why you should be paying attention in your car." So, flash forward to that afternoon, I'm driving down Taze Valley Road there at the split in the valley. Mm-hmm. I was fiddling with the radio again at radio. I wasn't paying attention. and just didn't make the split and went right in oh the Oh, my gosh. St- <laughs> I went right down the middle and, thankfully, slid on my brakes because there used to be a little parking lot there. I managed to edge into it before
0: I got killed. I was going to say, what what used to be there at the split? There was a, there was a
2: little, uh, there was a little uh, convenience store, Shop-A-Minute, okay. I think what it was called.
0: Shop-A-Minute, yeah.
2: Um, let's see. I've driven, I got pulled over by the cost one time because I was driving around with a car full of people and a guy sitting in my trunk smoking a cigarette. That didn't get over with the cops. They like that. <laughs> I couldn't fit him in. And I will give the cop credit. He said, listen, because I, I put that idiot in the trunk. I said, listen, idiot, you got to pull the thing down mm-hmm. because they're going to stop a car with a goof sitting right. in the trunk. He's like, oh, no problem, man. Well, he's an idiot, of course. And so the cop's like, listen, I'm not going to write you a ticket, but he's got to get in the car. <laughs> and so we shoved him in, you know, as best, I guess this
0: was in the days before seatbelt laws. Oh, so. yeah.
2: Yeah. I already had like six people in the car. Right. <laughs> it was like a clown car in every sense of the word. So I've done that. I used to deliver pizza. I would go as fast as a man can possibly go down the back roads of Hurricane and Taze Valley. Uh uh just potholes be damned, just run over everything in front of me. I hit a chicken one time. I remember that was pretty traumatic. Is that on Hurricane Creek? Yeah. Chicken survived. Yeah. That's that was what, actually that's no that was roam. actually on Route Sixty.
0: Uh, really? Right, right I've never seen a chicken up, out there. Welch's upholstery. Yeah, well, he wasn't supposed to be oh, there. Oh, yeah. You, you know. know, they broke that sign. I'm not
2: surprised. Probably was a chicken yeah. that did it. Yeah, uh, probably. I've, uh, 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 I remember one time I got a, 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 a crazy call on my phone, and it was from Teresa. She's like, listen, I'm stuck on Mud Mountain. And I looked over off the interstate. It was real snowy and icy, and her car was was hanging off the side of Mud Mountain on the ice. Oh, my she gosh. She couldn't get out. So I had, to, I had to pull over there real quick, drive up the hill get out, run up the ice, help her get out of the car while it was at a an angle like that and then get into the car to drive it up the rest of the way. That was pretty creepy. I could have died. Yeah. I could fill a whole show just telling you about the times I almost died in the car just on Mud Mountain. You know, or not in the car. So, mm-hmm. yeah. i was plenty of near death experiences in the car. What about you?
0: Um probably the the wackiest thing is that my first car was a Volvo. 1982 Volvo. Nice. So uh, this was this car was made by the Swedes, you know, and it was made for the skiing. Except for the fact that it was rear wheel drive, and if there was one centimeter of, of snow on the ground, it was yeah. immobile, completely yeah, immobile.
2: It's not made for the skiing. I can yeah. that
0: right now. <laughs> but I'll tell you, there is there is something weird about this car. Uh, if you uh, put the center armrest down in the back seat, there was a little flap like a doggy door and it was made for skis. It was made for you to stick your skis into the trunk and up through the little doggy door in the in the above the center armrest and you could you could put skis in there, that right? That didn't. Yeah? Yeah. So one day, me and Hat Chad and Da Crabs MTG here in the chat, plus uh-huh. a couple girls. You know how it is. After school you load up all your friends and we're t- we're taking them home. I'm running the I'm running the bus route, basically. yeah. And we put bo- unbeknownst to the ladies. We had Dan was up front with me. We had two girls in the back seat. Uh, and that's a that's not a good Chad, That was already you got that thing screwed up. <laughs> that's true. We didn't really do, we didn't really know what was going on back yeah. then. Uh we, then Hat Chad took his place in the trunk, okay? Because our ingenious plan was that Hat Chad was gonna reach his hand through the ski hole and grab one of the girls. <laughs> through what and he hole. did out? and they screamed. It was so, glorious. It was
2: like "Think on the Adam's family yeah. we just coming up. Yeah. You know, that would be a great car to do illicit illegal things in. If you've got yeah. a little portal to the trunk Mm-hmm. That would be, <laughs> Not, you know. You ever been? In, what's the junkiest car you've ever rode in, like down the
0: highway? Oh my gosh! Probably, uh, man. There were maybe Brent's car that he drove in high school. You mean
2: that the, his uh, uh, BMW? There was that white you
0: know, car. Oh, it was, no. it was a white yeah, car. It was a like Fairlane was, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that was. That's crap. probably. I mean, and it wasn't that junky. It was just old.
2: You know. Cars got. Uh, as I was old, younger, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. I drove with some real duds. I drove in a car one time. It was one of those Volkswagen Rabbits. Remember those? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And the dude, you remember the? Do uh, you remember the Dairy Mart there? In, right in the middle of Hurricane. It's right across yeah. from the fire department. There's a. Yeah. You can go up that little hill and hit the road right there. That goes up the hill beside the Dairy Mart. But they built. They didn't want people doing it, so They built this huge, colossal speed bump of death. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was huge. It was like they this wide, like this tall. Yeah, my buddy drove his rabbit over that with a car full of people. He was jacked up on Rush at the time, so he didn't know what was going on. And I felt that thing go up under the floor, like you could see the floor go like boom. Holy cow! And then a couple of weeks later, I drove in his car, and he was missing part of his floor, so you could see the road underneath. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, like the actually, you know what?
0: I take it back. There was a there was a guy in band. His name was Don Mines, and he had a van. And we used to, I went to a drum corps show with him one time. And I remember being in the back of the van, trying to sleep in the van and realizing there was a hole in the floor of the van right where I was. (laughs) You can see that. And so (laughs) that was, that was, that was not great. And then Dan also mentions our friend TJ, he had a Geo Metro. Remember the Geo Metro? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one, the door was held closed by a bungee cord. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah, So, well, yeah. Listen, as someone who
2: used a, 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 a shoestring as a windshield wiper for many years, I'm, I'm, <laughs> down, I'm down with that. I, I remember uh, the scariest I've ever been in a car. I was driving to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show for the first time in Charleston of the cinema with my buddy Jerry and this blonde chick I didn't know. She was cute. She was mm-hmm. dressed like Madonna, right? Which was yeah. also sexy at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was driving as fast as her car could go. I don't remember what kind of car this thing was, but I remember that it had no panel in the front. <laughs> there was no speedometer, <laughs> no gas, no nothing. Uh, she had no—I mean, I don't mean like the lights didn't work. I mean, it was <laughs> not there. And I asked the bees. I'm like, "What the heck happened to this panel? I don't know, this is your car wrecked? Something? Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened to it." But she didn't know how. She didn't know how much. She told me. She's like, "Yeah, I think I got enough gas." And I knew she was going like 100. I mean, it was unbelievably... <laughs> and she couldn't drive for nothing either. And then, I, plus I was on my way to see the Rocky Horror, and they told me that horrible things happen to you the first time you see it. Right. You know, and I, so I had a picture in my head. Oh, my God, I'm driving at breakneck speed to my death. Ended up being a good night, but I do recall that one. So we've both collectively been in a lot of bad cars. That's for darn Yeah, sure. but Yeah,
0: there, but I think there's one thing that we both share. Yeah. And that's Shaw Lane.
2: Yeah. Saw <laughs> Shaw Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Could you elaborate?
0: So Shaw Lane is the road that connects basically the two parts of Hurricane together. Yeah. You've got like the Virginia Avenue side, and you've got the, the the Main Street side. Yeah. And there's this road. I can't even believe that it's a road. Uh, at, at the time when I was when I first was driving, it was in high school, it was barely passable. Yeah. Now I believe it's just a full-on lake. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's impassable now. It's
2: a road only in the in the Roman notion of the concept of road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really the road getting to your house there, there's a lot of bad roads in Hurricane. It's getting to be getting like worse. Saul
0: Lane. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. funny.
2: One thing that's scary in West Virginia right now since we just had that ice storm is there's so much, the interstate is poxmarked. There are just huge craters everywhere. And when mm-hmm. you're going at 90, those could really cause some damage. I mean, it's brutal out there. They had to stop the interstate uh, last year because a hole had opened up that was so big that like 15 people had blown out the front of their car on it. You remember that? Wow. Yeah, yeah that, was
0: what, that was what spurred on our road construction program, which yeah. I believe ground to a halt with the yeah. pandemic.
2: Hey, so. got, got no money either, so that's the way yeah. it goes. Yeah, yeah. so uh, with the, 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 we are we are the perfect people to play this game, boo. That's for darn yes. sure.
0: <laughs> All right, Aaron, but before we play the game, it's time to talk about this week's Amiga News. Cue the robot. Cue the train. Amiga News. Amiga News. All right, Aaron, we are kicking things off with our good buddy Doug the 10 minute Amiga retrocast he is back at it he's still building the a2000s this week what's he up to Aaron oh man he's getting into it that's he goes you know me
2: boat I, I Alex said I enjoy this stuff so this is Doug effectively uh doing stuff like installing the power supply checking uh, checking out everything to make sure it's gonna work he goes through and uh talks about you right here you can see him tight the case screws you know <laughs> listen I like, and I like keeping stuff intact and pure and stuff. But I can tell you now, I've been in the computer game for a long time. I have never cared about case screws. I 100% never pay chance
0: those are not the original case no, screws. No, are,
2: are you kidding me? You know, I, they those get tossed every time. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just, I've just i got a huge bucket of
0: screws and I put stuff in.
2: But, yeah, this is basically Doug prepping this bad boy, getting it fired up. You know, he's got a couple of You know what he should 2000s. do is
0: he should just not put that back in the case at all and mount it to the wall beside him.
2: You got that right. Hey listen, I got the inspiration for doing this from Doug. He there you did go. it. You didn't there give him any grief. You were like, Oh, good move, Doug. Mouth it on the back of a monitor but if I mouth it on the side of my kid's shelf I got sitting here, I'm the jerk. I can't figure Wait. that out. But anyway, now, Doug, Doug gets into it. It's, just, it's good stuff, as always. One half hour of Doug struggling to, to make cords fit and stretch stuff. Boy, I've been there, pal. Having cords come up short, having to swap stuff around. It's the same old crap that always comes up when you're building a computer boat.
0: Mm-hmm. So it looks like this is not the end of the tale. I think that there's probably going to be a part three to this, What not oh, you say? Yeah, no, there
2: absolutely is going to be a part three. He, uh, he mentioned it in the show. So, yeah, but it's good stuff. If you are into uh, just watching this is a lot like Neil stuff when you just watch a, you watch kind of this mellow guy Mm-hmm. This is why I don't make these videos, because when I'm doing this, I'm not mellow. I'm not calmly <laughs> demonstrating what happens. I'm like, get in there, get in there. Maybe I'll demonstrate it on my on our blue channel. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd like to see that scream. stream where you were
0: trying to connect that header to the Unamiga. I would have loved to have seen that. Oh,
2: yeah, it was, that was quite a tale. That one will never see the light of day, because I did record the fr- when I first did that. I was like, oh, I can't release this. But yeah, good stuff from Mr. Doug, as always, man.
0: So next up, we have a new bill, a new uh, video from our friend Amiga Bill, and he is previewing a new game called Bean versus the Animator, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, now this is of course Bill. He when it comes to video production and being slick and being a damn handsome man, yeah, nobody does it better. This game is a—it's—it's it's really kind of a homage, I guess you could say, to the classic arcade game Terminator 2. This is the one that had the gun mounted to the front. You uh, could kind call of it like, homage. That would not be what I called it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it I, might would, be, I would call I might it a, a clone of yeah. it, with some weirdness so, kicked in. But I mean, it's still in—it's uh, still in—in uh, uh, in production. As yeah, this is
0: this is an early video. It does feature uh, some some wacky antics. There are people that are moving across the screen that that are that are weird. But uh, if you're a fan of the Terminator game for the Amiga and you want something new to get your fix, this might be a fun one. Uh, if they ever did hook up the light gun support, especially with that new Sendin' light gun. Now, Aaron, you you uh, you. You kickstarted one of these things, right? Yeah, I've got one sitting right behind me,
2: actually. Yeah, so it's uh, funny because I've never plugged it in, Boat, unfortunately, but unfortunately, well, because this was meant to go to my arcade, and I haven't been in the arcade, uh, so yeah. I haven't plugged it in. But uh, let me—I um, I don't know if you watched—you watch this whole thing. I watched—I watched this uh, the other day, mm-hmm. and the the so what you've got here is yes, it's a shooting game, and he, when he says this works with the Sended light gun there's a but. And the but is you can't just go and hook your Sending Light Gun up to your Amiga and start going to work. That ain't the way it works. The Light Gun don't work on the Amiga. So what he's talking in emulation, but effectively you can emulate this on an Amiga emulator and hook the Sending Light Gun up to the emulator and play it on like your Windows PC. So just to clear the air there. Because when I was first flipping through this I, I left the room for a minute and I came back and he was talking about the Sending Light Gun. I was like, holy crap! Uh, But no, you can't hook this up.
0: Well, that makes sense because the Synon is a USB-powered device, isn't it? Well, a lot of Amigas have USB ports, but it's it's also—it's just—it right now. I mean, hey, you never know, never say never.
2: But uh, right now, this is uh, just for uh, emulation. And Bill also told said he had trouble getting this to work on his real Amiga, so he ended up using uh, his uh, Pi Amiga on this. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that's something they're probably still working out the kinks. It's probably an NTSC thing, I'd wager. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. Hey, this looks pretty good. I mean, you know, I I, uh, if you're into these sort of like mouse pointer games, Mm -hmm. uh, look at that killer clown. That's a weird graphics jump from. (laughs) This is a strange game. Clearly, (laughs) this is gonna be a weird one. But yeah, it's it's new shooting game. I I do like these sort of games, so I'll definitely give this one a whirlboat.
0: Cool, cool. Next up Aaron this is a game that was first we were first made aware of on our amigos high score discord challenge a couple months ago this is a game called Smarty and the Nasty Gluttons. Yeah, uh, I I believe this comes to us from somewhere over in Scandinavia. I can't remember exactly where, um, but uh, this was a uh, a game that was very heavily played on our High Score Challenge, and actually, I think it's a pretty awesome game myself. Uh, it's one of these. It's it's a kind of bubble bobble-ish, but it is a scrolling uh, platformer. It's a soul a scrolling single screen platformer, I guess you could call it. Uh, I it's a really fun game, and it's now available in a deluxe. Lux, uh, collector's edition for uh, 25 pounds you can get it right now comes with the box comes with a full color instruction booklet, a badge and a selection of stickers Aaron so badges if you're, that's right badges you don't you don't need I'm not even I just, when you badges. said badge I just I was like, this comes with a badge you that know that's, is- that's one of those references I don't know where it comes from I don't know I, is that, is, I know it's from
2: a movie, but I remember yeah. it from uh, Blazing Saddles, personally.
0: Maybe it, maybe it came from Blazing Saddles. It, it,
2: it, no, they parried it from someone else. I'm sure someone mm. in the uh, chat room. This game, I think we talked about this before, the game looks great. I've, I've not played it. It looks it looks spectacular. Yeah. Uh, but the name is no good.
0: <laughs> you don't like it. You I don't, don't like, like Smarty and, the nasty, and the nasty Gluttons. No. Well, as a Nasty Glutton, you probably are You got that right. That what
2: do you think, Smarty? <laughs> <laughs> we should sue this guy we're getting hosed here what do you think Man, about the us oh, pounds for the uh, box and the game let's assume mm-hmm. the game's awesome what do you think do you think it's a pretty decent price
0: well I've played this game many times oh you have it's great.
2: So, so, so the game is awesome
0: yeah what do you think? Do you, about- I wonder if you ever listened to the words that I say. I thought you
2: said you'd played it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to jump. Uh, didn't insert anything.
0: Did that- now this comes to us from the same developers that put out a ton of awesome software, mostly for the Spectrum and the C sixty four. This uh, Bitmap Soft. If you're interested into that boxed game scene, yeah. Uh, give these guys give these guys a look. They they've they've done a lot of great stuff, and uh and uh we you know if you're the type of person that likes putting boxes on a shelf. Uh, check them out.
2: You know, I never was... that. By the way, Rob Plucko here to the rescue. He says that is originally from the treasure of the Sierra Madre. So good. Well done, okay. Rob. Thank um, you, Rob. I was never one of these guys that likes to put crap on a shelf. But it's funny because as I've gotten older, suddenly I kind of like a few bits of crap on the shelf.
0: So yeah, I, you're I, definitely not surrounded by crap on shelves all around you right now. Well,
2: listen, that's listen. That was not for show. That was for go
0: back there. It's not like I was going to, to be King Dong. But... I what think. are you saying? Are you saying everybody that likes to put stuff on a shelf wants to be King Dong? No, I'm saying I don't want to be show? King Dong, but the
2: shelves aren't going to get you there. It takes more boat. Takes a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the box for this looks good, and if it comes with a badge, and for 25 pounds, what is it about uh, 40 US bucks, like 35 bucks boat somewhere in that ballpark?
0: Yeah, something like that. So
2: that's that's that seems okay. Um, I, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, 25 bucks for 25 pounds for a box game in this day and age with the badge. It's, yeah. all, it's, it's all good. There you go. Now, Aaron, I'll tell you what's not all good. Uh-oh. And that's my feelings about Black Dawn Rebirth.
2: Oh, man. Now, here we go. When I saw this pop up, I knew I was going to be in for it.
0: Now, you know, even though this type of game is not my my, my bag or my jam,
2: yeah,
0: uh, I realize that it has quite a popular following because yeah. for a lot of people, they enjoy being lost in dank, dark dungeons and doing stuff at one frame per frame. But... If you're one of those people and you're also cheap cheapskate, you're in luck because Black Dawn Rebirth is now free, Aaron. Yeah. What's well, actually name your own price. We all know what that means. It's well, no, free. Yeah,
2: no, you've you got to give the guy a couple, couple. But listen, we played this game. I know you buried yes. it. You know, it's funny, Boat. A side note on this. I believe it was last week when I was on about UnAmiga Friday night uh, Amigo Aaron SuperStream mm-hmm. that they told me that I'd played, like effectively, the prequel to this by random. Go figure. Really? the name fails me but they're like hey and sure enough it was eerily similar in in some ways to this Uh, so uh, but uh, yeah listen the guys giving it away and this was we both thought this I know it's not your bag but I thought it was a decent game my friend yeah
0: for for the type of genre that this is it's a decent game yeah it is
2: look at this 64 colors on the screen at once
0: Right, and Amiga? I do appreciate the fact that it is PAL and NTSC compatible. A lot of a lot of games aren't; they're just PAL only. Right, so It, it yeah, plays props on.
2: A, for that. It plays on just like your normal one and a half meg uh, uh, Amiga with one mega chip. Not bad. Three mm-hmm. mm-hmm. D movement effects for the faster Amigas. Hey, listen, hard. It's got a lot going for it. Plus, listen, you've got a lot of games I don't like to play that you play, but I'm not sure. going to call them garbage. Right? This is that. This is a nice effort. An excellent piece of work from a guy. And now he's giving it one of these buy at your own price. Go out, and give this guy some dough, and grab this sucker. That's a good deal. So I have yeah. fully endorse it. Well done, sir.
0: All right, Aaron. And our last story comes to us from our show sponsor, RetroRewind.ca. Now, over the past couple weeks, Aaron... We have talked about some of the Amiga items they have on offer there. Yeah. But today I wanted to talk about something that you can buy for the venerable Commodore 64. Now you know how it is when you're a 1541 owner. You're hanging and banging. Yeah. And sometimes you got to pack that bad boy up and take it on the road. Yeah. Well, guess what? If you don't stick your transit card in there, you're going to be boomed because. If you if that thing starts jostling around, look, bam, right there. There it is. I'm gonna go That's to the store. That's there.
2: Check this out. When I when he uh, I got my package. Look at that, y'all. There it is. There it is. The the ever popular transit card. It's funny That's because right. normally, as you know, Boat, I just toss around 1541s. I take going out of style. Ignore that. Yes. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> anyway, I knew that was going to th- happen.
0: <laughs> now, what what, what happens? What, what does this thing do? Well, the tab pushes the head stepper mechanism to back to track zero when the card is inserted into the drive. So it makes it safe to transport. And guess what? This thing can be yours for the low, low price of $1, yeah. Aaron. $1. But that's not all. That's not all, Aaron. For Amigos listeners only... Uh, our buddy Frank over at Retro Rewind is offering a special promo code. If you order something from Retro Rewind, you can take ten percent off your order using the promo code Amigos Rock. <laughs> Just put that promo code in; it will save you ten percent until the end of March, until March thirty first. So, uh, if now is the time to act, if you are in the market. For you know any of these things we've been talking about the Amiga RGB to HDMI adapter, uh, the Transit card, any of the di- the, uh, the the harnesses for the diagnostics and the plip box to get your Amiga online, any of that stuff, 10% off your order with the promo code Amigos Rock.
2: Cool. Hey, we've got and a promo thank, code. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we thank Retro Rewind for sponsoring this episode of Amigos.
2: Yes, thank you. And I will say. Uh, um, I, I I've looked through that site extensively, and I've also uh, got privy to some information. There's 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 good stuff out there, and there's good stuff coming. So they, these guys are going to work.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron. Speaking of going to work, let's talk about this week's game, Super Skid Marks.
2: Right on, man. So, <clears throat> boat. You know, this is we should have mentioned that this is our. Uh, what do we call this? What do we call these weeks where we're going back and relooking at these? Do you have an official name? This is this is the yeah
0: this is the second look. The, the second, second look. the
2: amigos second look. All
0: mm-hmm. right, and you so, know we can't have anything without giving it a goofy name. Yeah, it's, it's the, the law.
2: We need a robot to state that what? in some way. <laughs> Anyways, so I looked it up. Uh, the original, we looked at this Super Skid Marks game way back in episode thirty four. Do you want to, I guess we should probably, this, this is the first time we've done this, it is, right?
0: This is. This is now, the first time we've done Now,
2: why don't you explain what this is before I keep going?
0: So, we've been doing Amigos for a long time, and uh, the, the first 50 or, or so episodes, I'd say the first 50 to say episode 278, we didn't know what we were doing. No. Uh, it's only really been within the past week that we've gotten a handle now,
2: on Now, as you can tell from that last segment, I have no way control.
0: So, anyway, the first 50 episodes of Amigos, we did not have a uh, an audio or a video component to the show. What we would do is we would record the audio version of the podcast, and then we would record us playing the game for a little bit, and that would be the show. Yeah. So, uh... And a lot of times, you know, the show ha- was was still taking shape, I guess, is a, is a, is a kind way to put it. Uh, so what we've decided to do is uh, put those 50 episodes up to the Amigos game selection committee. And by vote, they will select every time this category comes around a, a game for us to take another look at. And the first one is Super Skid Marks. Now, you may be wondering who suggested Super Skid Marks for the first time. It was yeah. the one and only Chris Yeah. Wolf. In fact, and he, this was uh, this this the was, first I, week
2: he'd been supporting us too. Amazing,
0: yeah, that's right, that's right. And so uh, we're bringing it back, Super Skidmark. So this was originally Amigo's episode 34 from way back in yep. 2016. Aaron, in this video, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you're seeing us play the game picture in picture. Aaron, you appear to be 15 to 45 years older in this video than well, you currently listen, are.
2: I mean, I fell I fell uh, into a trap back in those days. For whatever reason, I don't know what I was thinking, but but I was back in those days. I was dying my beard white. It
0: was you know? weird. And so
2: finally, I just finally said, "Listen, I'm going to let nature take its course." And thankfully, this lush dark beard that you see before you is my natural hair color. But yeah, I don't know what I was doing back in those days. Yeah, you know, I, I was drinking a lot of milk back then too, and I think I'm a little stain action on there. That's right. Know? That's right. Um. So yeah, boat pretty much summed everything up. Thirty four. The original runtime of as I was talking about before the show, for the entirety of the show it was 29 minutes. so we've got <laughs> we've got much more long-winded. Since yeah. those days, Boat. And I also want to mention that the very first episode we ever did that had video was episode 44. And it instantly goes off the rails. If you ever want to have a good laugh, I mean, this thing, we weren't on, we weren't on video for two minutes. before we, so we It's long pauses where we just stared at each other. It looks like we recorded on one of those Game Boy cameras. I mean, it's just, the, it is the dirt works, Boat. So, listen, we still suck, but our tech has improved. So, this was, in fact, voted upon to be looked at uh, by our good friends over there. And uh, I think they chose an interesting uh, one to look at. I was actually looking forward to going back and looking at this one. So, uh, this was released in 1995, uh, Boatster. This thing came on, uh, on seven discs. I couldn't believe that. Uh, you could actually have... I've got four players here, but you could actually cajole and do stuff here to actually get just get a ton of players. I think you could have a total... I think you could have, you could have two on the keyboard, two joysticks. I think you could have up to eight players if you had the, the right rig, as I recall, mm. uh, which we'll get into that. Um, this was developed by Acid. All right?
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, Acid's an interesting company, Boat. Uh, we didn't touch on this much in any the, the first uh, look. So AS is an outfit that was found in 90, and it was headquartered in Auckland, New Zealand, of all Mm. places. So here's the wacky bit of this. So this game is well known for being made, I think they said it was 95% made in
0: Blitz Basic. Right. In in fact, I can't remember if it's on this game or the original skid marks, but they actually feature that on the title screen. It says Uh, this game was programmed in Blitz Basic. It's
2: in the manual of this one, that's for sure. So Blitz Basic was also published by Acid. So and uh, and here's the neat thing is the guys at Acid were right beside another outfit that was like basically, uh, uh it's another outfit called uh, Vision Software. Mm-hmm. And so these guys were all like working on Blitz Basic, working on this stuff. But the funny thing is, I this I didn't know. <clears throat> so Acid Software, I just assumed they were a game outfit, right? According to the, according to their write up, their what they mostly did. Was they in? They made stuff that was what involved, in, involved like paint and coatings.
0: Huh. Interesting.
2: Yeah, and they did. So paint. this was
0: like a side business to their. Normal as far
2: business. as I could tell, this was some sort of side business, uh, and they also specialized in in broadcast in the broadcast like sports statistics. So they had their hand in a bunch of different pies, and they did mm. a bunch of crazy stuff. So you got to say for a, for an outfit that did paint, paint technology, and broad and broadcasting its stats. They put together a pretty good game, I think, yeah, if yeah. you consider all that craziness. I don't know how many games we've covered that were came from New Zealand either, but I think that's kind of neat mm-hmm. that uh, that these guys came from New Zealand. So, Acid did do games. Uh, they did uh, a game called Defender. There's a game called Guardian. I keep hearing a lot about it. Xeron uh, And about, and then they did a ton of skid marks. I want, it's something else I want to talk about. So... You're probably asking yourself, so what's Skid Marks are we doing? We, we did Super Skid Marks, mm-hmm. but they, you've got Skid Marks in 93. Then you've got Super Skid Marks, a.k.a. Skid Marks 2, okay? That same game, 95. Now listen to this. Here's some other stuff they released. Super Silly Skid Marks, Super Skid Marks Plus, then released a bunch of data discs, an enhanced CD-ROM Super Skid Marks. And this one's particularly intriguing. Super Skid... This is listed on here. Super Skid Marts Farm Yard Edition.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I didn't that.
2: get to play that, but that's that's on my list. Apparently, the Super Skid Marts Enhanced CD version was sort of something they put out to be played uh, along... It would be part of the CDTV, among other things, if you can believe that. This would have been well after the CDTV went under. So, let's talk about the people behind this that worked at ACID. The artist, or the uh, the uh, the fellow that coded it uh, was named uh, Andrew Blackburn. His buddy was Simon Armstrong. These are two of the guys that just basically, like, basically ran acid. and they yeah, the...
0: Y'all go ahead. I, I do want to, because I'm sure that we'll be corrected on this if I don't say it. The, that Super Skidmark CD, that was for the CD32, not the CDTV.
2: Well, from what I read, the, the CDTV... They w- could ru- That was the one. It could run. That's, what I, okay. that's why I mentioned that. Okay. Which, uh, that's a, that surprises me. But yeah, because I read some people... Uh, I did a lot of forum lurking to get some information mm. on this, and that's something okay. that came up over and over. Um, the uh, uh, Anyway, those guys basically worked on the Super Synth bar series. You had, the rest of these guys, they're graphic guys. A lot of these guys worked on Gloom. If you remember Gloom Boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the and,
0: FPS, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, and uh, one guy had also worked on Roadkill, uh, Seek and Destroy... Uh, they released this, this game got released for the ECS, OCS, and AGA, and that's something you'll see, even the first works had sort of an AGA disc for, for, like, the enhanced colors. Uh, and this also got one port, and that was to the, uh, Mega Drive, and I believe, I could be wrong here, but I think that's a European port. I don't know if that got, did you, did you read whether that got released in the States or not?
0: I don't think it did.
2: I don't think it did either, but it's, it's hard yeah. to say. Uh, so... What do you do in this game? Well, uh, part of me just wants to scream at, the, at what do you do, because the first thing you do is look at the menu for this and wonder what they were <laughs> smoking. Listen, I remember whining about this the first time we played so I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way. The menu system for this is crap. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. It's one of the all-time worst menus I've ever seen. And I well, don't just mean because it's ugly. I mean because it's inefficient in every conceivable way. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, it is ugly. I don't know that it's, it's the worst menu system ever devised because I'd, I'd rather have text than that awful, uh, settlers, you know, menu system that's just incomprehensible to anybody except for people that I guess don't live in America. Um, the, the problem is, is like you said, it's inefficient. You have to use tons of clicks to get anywhere when you could do most of the stuff that you'd want to do from half the amount of menus. Yeah. So it it is ugly and it is inefficient.
2: And if you like, for example, I want to play a game with uh, where I get to pick a different car. Okay. Good luck. Go digging through it. Now, I know how to do it now. You know, you have to pick a championship, but it's a pain in the butt. I want to get rid of some of the computer players. That's you can do it. I'm not saying you can't do stuff, but you have to dig for it, and it's confusing yeah. and poorly worded. If you yeah. go back and look at the original skid marks, it doesn't give you as many options, but it's so much more professional looking and, and less hokey looking and goofy and, and yeah. bizarre. Even mm-hmm. the Genesis version, which gives you practically no options. All right, I mean, it's, but I mean, it's and even it's sort of stupid. The menus in that are, are goofy too. I don't know what it is about these guys getting the menu system together, but the menus in this suck. So that's one thing you just have to get you have to get used to it. They're crap. Yeah, you can play Pong. It ain't worth it. I mean, the, the colors in them are dumb. I just hate them. I hate it. Is, when I think of bad menu, this is the game.
0: It really looks like the menu screen looks like something out of an 8-bit game.
2: Maybe that's I mean, the part they did not Blitz Basic. and they're Yeah. <laughs> like probably, chances are, but that's the 5% they didn't do in Blitz Basic. So, right. Uh, this game is a, is a is a game where you race cars ar- around a, a dirt tracks okay mm-hmm. uh, you get a selection of cars uh at, when you play in the in the championship modes and there's also just a rate sort of a race for fun mode uh you can p- race against computer cars you could race against uh humans uh, and you could ch- change wh- the amount of each that you race against nothing there that's unusual what makes this game truly stand out is the actual, racing part of the game when you've picked a car and it's on the track and you start going that's when this game you, you when you see this why people talk about it uh the uh the way this renders the track and the way your car feels going around this track it's i don't think i've ever played before or since i don't think i've ever played a game that has the same a weird feeling that this does. it's a good weird uh, we've played plenty of these over-the-top games, boat, over the years, and, and we just got finished playing uh, 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 off-road and some other stuff. So we, you know, we're more than a little familiar with these sorts of games. This one, the way the track is, one the, ge- the, the 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 geometry of the track makes this one a standout for me. It runs in a breakneck clip, uh, boat. It's super smooth, silky smooth. It's even got two and three player split screen, if you could believe that. And they're smooth as silk. Uh, the uh, tracks are beautiful; they're very colorful tracks. And uh, the I've been I want to get your thought on this boat. I've been pondering what makes this game feel like it does when you drive, and I think I figured it out the other day when I was playing this. You know when you'd go around a corner and something you can see the the texture of the tracks the the uh, the geometry of the track it mm-hmm. reminds me of
0: what it's like when you play a golf game and the computer is rendering the green like a good mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and yeah it, you can see there there's some there's some height to it you can see all the yeah. different uh the, the vertical contours yeah for sure. it's
2: it's it's I don't think and and the funny thing is it doesn't translate I didn't think it even that part even translated to the Genesis it's it's simply an Amiga thing. You know, Boat, I know you've played this more than a few times. What were your when you came back to it? What were your opening thoughts on how this played, how it felt?
0: Um, it's well, the control is loosey goosey. Yeah, it's your your car doesn't drive on the track as much as it sort of floats above it. You don't get any sort of traction at all. Um, the, the the you know it's it's mega drifting all the time. You know, at all speeds, you're drifting around corners and stuff. And it's something. It's not bad necessarily. It's just something that you got to get used to because it's very the the can you 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 think that the tires are going to grip the ground more than it does, especially because you're on a dirt track. You know, you're not on an ice field. Um, the thing that I think is unique about this game is the way that the tracks are rendered in the viewpoint. Uh, I know that somebody mentioned uh, ATR All Terrain Racing in the chat. Um, that is the closest comparison, probably, to this game, but it's still not. It's it, all ATR is more like Micro Machines that, than than this game is. This this is a truly unique viewpoint where you have an isometric perspective, but then you also have a scrolling screen. It's more like RC Pro Am, which I uh, which uh, you know is a very popular game made by Rare for the uh, for the, for the Nintendo. Yeah. Um, where you know it's it's but this game is it's a much better game than RC Pro program the uh, you see just the, the action is zoomed out but they're still scrolling. So to me, this is like a very happy medium. And of course, there's high-res mode in this game, which doesn't zoom out at all, and at, at which point it becomes just like Super Sprint or, uh, or Off-Road. But when you play it in its native resolution, uh, you see just enough of the track to where you don't feel like stuff is surprising you. Right. But you're zoomed in close enough that you can see details on the track. You can see the other car racers and stuff. I think it's the, that is the most impressive thing about this game to me is they managed to... De- they managed to nail the draw distance. It's very, very good. Uh, I never felt like I was being cheated by the track like I did when I was playing Micro Machines. So that was my first impression of the game.
2: I, uh, you know, I've complained about that in the past. when we In fight Micro Machines is one that comes to mind, is that they don't scroll ahead enough. I believe Roadkill was another one where I had the same issue, where they just they didn't give you enough uh, information to make determinations as to which way to go. You know, mm. now I'm sure somebody could figure it out, but it was too—the drawing was too close to me. Now this, when you play this in single-player mode, uh, it's fine. Now when you get into the split-screen stuff, yeah, you don't get as much real estate, but on the flip side, for God's sake, you're playing two and three little split-screen on the Amiga at full speed, right. so you're right. willing to make those sacrifices when you've got that going on. Um, it is amazing how this, how uh, you are right—it's—it's it's unique amongst these sorts of games. The way it scrolls and the way it was, very it's just a very smooth affair uh i want to talk about uh the game itself you can matt you can make your own races up uh and and you could pick laps I, which is something else missing from the genesis version you could like on this one you can play up to two laps all the way up to like 20 i think uh and the genesis version you can, at the, the earliest you could pick is four laps uh these tracks are they go from just like a figure eight to like super duper convoluted like difficult tracks yeah. that you'll go to, but you can pick all the tracks. Plus, you know, if you've got the track packs, uh, or the or CD first, where it'll it'll load extra tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe you can even make your own tracks. The uh, uh, which I haven't tried any of that stuff. I believe you can even make your own car. I think the tools mm. are. Even oh yeah,
0: cool. I yeah I, I think somebody on the Discord was talking about yeah. that using using something and maybe deep paint or something to render the cars. Yeah, pretty impressive. They mentioned in the book that if you're good at it, to contact them. They won't.
2: They won't hire you, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, once you've if you just want to play a casual uh, set of races, you can do that, and that's okay. But if you want to play the circuit, you've got it. You've got to you. It, it's just like a normal race circuit. Uh, you get points depending on your how you place, and you get so many retries before you're out. That's pretty simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give you a multitude of different vehicles on this. You got everything from the Mini Coopers all the way up to monster trucks. Uh, you can ru- You can drive cows, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can drive Porsches. There's a
0: caravans, campers, F1, yeah,
2: F- F1 mm-hmm. cars. You can attach caravans to any of these uh uh cars you want I don't, did you did you try the caravan mode at all no
0: i didn't i, I, did. I did i did see it play. Did, did did it control any differently
2: it was it's a it's a little goofier you know i i'm a, i know you hate it but a test drive uh even the trucks on the xbox you where you can have those caravan races I'll, i i like that actually it makes it more fun but one of the things that's fun in that verse is you can you can whack people with the caravan knock them off and stuff you can whack people with the caravan in this, but I, I didn't see them falling off anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it, it, and, and the caravans, all say acid on them, which I thought was cute. <laughs> like mm-hmm. on the roof of them. But you can attach the caravans. That caravans will cut down the amount of people that can play, too. Mm-hmm. Now you, the amount of cars you can have on the track. But you can if you want to. But like I said, they've got Porsches, they've got Cooper, Mini Coopers, they've got trucks, they've got F1 Racers, uh, they've got uh, like muscle cars, You know, a bunch of different cars. They do handle differently at different speeds. You know, sometimes you feel like you're in pretty good control. You're not going real fast. Uh, Sometimes you feel like you can't like you're controlling a rocket ship on ice because it's so quick. So the the different
0: cars do make a difference. Do you think so? Because I tried a bunch of different cars and they all seem to handle exactly the same. Well, to
2: me, the speed was the biggest difference. The uh, the like the F1 goes a lot faster than say the truck. I guess
0: I guess the problem is is when you're you know when you pick a car, all the cars turn into that car. Right. And so you know, and, and and so the the speed is sort of irrelevant because everybody's going at the same speed.
2: Yeah, that that is odd. Uh, that that part of it. The uh, the and the, you mentioned. I want to mention this too before I forget it. You mentioned the high res mode. Uh, mm-hmm. How often did you find yourself going to that? Uh, I I played a good bit of it. I mean, I went back and forth. I never used it. I didn't like it. Uh, really? I, I, no, I, I didn't like because it made things too small. I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I liked. I like it more zoomed in. I believe it or not. Yeah.
0: Well, like uh, I, I said, it the, 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 the it default looks view. Yeah, the default view is a cooler look, um, but sometimes it's nice to play it in the high res mode just for a change of pace and get to, to see all the track at once. Right,
2: right. Um, I've got to ask you how how did you fare at this? And by that, I mean how difficult did you find the computer to to beat in this game?
0: The computer is very difficult. Yeah. in this game. Um, You know, I managed to do okay on the early tracks that weren't as difficult. Uh, I I managed to win a couple races. But once things started to get beyond the normal figure eight, uh, you know, the computer was just so good. And you couldn't make any mistakes. You knew you had to take every single one of those turns perfectly or you'd immediately go to last place. And there's no rubber banding in this game. Once you're in last place, it's over. I mean, there's, there's no coming back from it. So.
2: This is a game... Now, me and you, as you can see here if you're watching the video versus back in the day, we played a lot of this uh, on the mm-hmm. uh, split screen, and I enjoyed it a lot. This is a much better game to play with your buddy or buddies. Yeah, no This question. is one of those rare games that allows... Uh, I mean, it's funny to me, as we look at this god-awful menu, that, that you could put together something that's ugly and, and but add so many cool features to a beautiful game. This game not only does it have two or three split screen, you know, multiplayer action. You can hook multiple Amigas to each other to play this. You can mm-hmm. play this over land. You can also uh, they they have the instructions on here to how to how to build a uh, I guess a serial port joystick adapter. And so you can and this thing supports it. So you could add extra joysticks to that and have uh, players using that to play on, on here. So you've got a lot of options. It even has an option to have multiple players on the same screen, you know, which is nice, instead of having to split. So, I mean, you've got every sort of option. This game, it seems to me that they built this from the ground up to be played like at your house, basically, with your buddies. There's no
0: question. There's no question, and I'll tell you why. Okay, what year did this game come out? 95, 95, right? Okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay, please. One, does this game contain any sort of career mode? It does not. Can you save any of your statistics in this game, win loss records, etc.? No. Is there a time trial mode? No. Okay. Are there any, are there any road hazards that impact play? No. Are there's, you? There's are you also sensitive? no
2: upgrades to your car, no right. weapons. There's no uh, uh, engine modifications. Uh, there's none of that stuff.
0: This is this is my personal theory on this game. This this is basically this game was developed. As a you know, a small project by one of the guys that works on Blitz Basic, in part as an advertisement for what could be done in Blitz Basic, and a really really fun multiplayer game. In that way, it's a lot more similar to a public domain game than a, than most commercially released games.
2: Okay, I'll buy that. Uh, but they sure sold a lot of these. <laughs> uh, they also, if you read the the, uh, the manual. I looked. I actually played the first one and the second one just to see what the flavor was like, and uh, they often mention uh, how much they don't like piracy. The whole manual was tongue in cheek, you know. And they, but that's something. It's a reoccurring theme with this, so they I mean, mm-hmm. they must have been trying to turn over some sort of cash on it. Plus, they did have that console release.
0: Oh so, yeah, I'm in this. I'm sure this game sold a billion copies. Because, it was very popular. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, it is a good racing game as long as you're not used to playing other racing games released in the same time period like if you're into single player racing at all if you're into any of the sort of you know things that extend the life beyond just sitting beside your buddy and playing against him you're going to be disappointed but if you want a good if you want a good multiplayer experience with a variety of tracks and a bunch of goofy car models that all perform more or less the same way this is fine
2: well I thought that I th- I, really, I thought that I thought you I could tell a pretty big difference between the cars be I could
0: not that. I played a bunch of different models and aside like you said there are speed differences but I didn't really notice the way that the car is handled to be much different I mean obviously it's going to be easier to corner when you're driving a slower car because you're moving at a slower rate of speed
2: yeah um it's funny we talked about off-road earlier which is a game I think we I think we're safe to con- to uh, compare the two. And off-road does allow you, uh, there's more, there's more variance of what you can do in off-road. Like, like, think of this game if you'd had that turbo uh, situation. Think Mm -hmm. of this game if you'd had... They
0: could have, you know, know, it's a recurring refrain on this show. If they'd only done this, this, and this, this could have been an all-time classic. I mean, if they would have put cash to pick up on the tracks... Put a little shop in between, you know, just just borrowed things from games that were already successful, yeah, and allowed you to save your game over the course of a career, so you could save all those upgrades. Because I mean, this is again, it's 1995; it's not 1989. They should have done that. Then this game, I mean, it could have been something that you could have been playing your whole life. It's I
2: wonder, I
0: wonder if those were things that they just didn't do, or they couldn't
2: do, or they, I don't know. Because originally Super Skidmarks was this was planned on being basically an upgrade for the original Skidmarks, and then they packed so much stuff into the new version they just released a whole new version. But this sure. started out life just as a, as an upgrade. Uh, well, so, yeah, but
0: I mean th- those would have been things that they could have added in well, as an upgrade.
2: One one what 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 I think may have happened is that they had planned this as an upgrade. Then at the last minute they decided to release it as a uh, as a standalone product, and since it was never purposely made to be a standalone product they didn't feel inclined to include a bunch of additional stuff that wasn't in the first one you're
0: you're absolutely right and since this game sold a bunch of copies you know they probably weren't that inclined to improve upon it i mean why why try and make something better that's already selling well from a business perspective
2: and i will say i've not played uh I've not played Super Skidmark Enhanced CD-ROM or Super Mark's Farm Yard Edition, and they could have... I suppose it's possible that they could have added stuff to those, but I would be... 100% that.
0: guarantee they did. Yeah,
2: I'd say you're probably right. But, I mean, still, what they've got here... How many times have we had... It's funny, this conversation we keep having in the past couple months about these games that just missed the mark. Like, the bones of a of a great gamer here. Uh, now, I will say, I'm not... Aside from the fact that, yeah, they didn't have any of the stuff we mentioned... The, I found this game incredibly difficult, Boat.
0: Yeah. Now, the the AI is too hard. The too AI hard. is
2: tough, and this game has a weird uh, feature. It's it's Sometimes it's good, but often it's bad. If you hit a car from behind, it's sort of like a built-in turbo. The mm-hmm. car you hit goes flying forward at a breakneck pace, but it also can fly off to the side or whatever. Uh, and it, But I found the game really hard to control and difficult, I tried using my joystick and my gamepad on this one, and I just had trouble uh, like getting around the track. A lot of it depended on which car I was playing, I mean it's so fast, I, I give them credit for cranking something up that goes so fast, but it's almost, in fact I'm going to say it, it is too fast for me. Some of those cars are so fast I just can't control them, and I would just get crushed. So I had to stick to the slowest conceivable cars I could to give myself a chance. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, when I did that, I could win occasionally, but when you get to the more difficult tr- tracks, I found myself unable to get too far into this because the tracks were so hard. The funny thing about this is, I looked and at the magazine reviews, which were pretty positive, but some of the magazine reviews mentioned that the game was too easy. That's <laughs> what huh, I was like. Interesting. My God, and yeah. it just just to be, I was like, you know, maybe it's an NTSC PAL thing. So I played this on the Amiga. Uh, mm-hmm. in PAL mode, but it's still just as fast. Mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know why it was... I mean, I guess it's just really fast. I mean, did you find it ultra fast?
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, well, I, I, it's not that I found it to be too fast. I just felt like when you design an AI, in my opinion you should design it to where not all of the enemy cars are all the same speed. You know, you should stagger them out. Mario Kart, the first Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo, did a great job of this, where you had one or two carts that were ostensibly the leaders and they were going to be the hardest ones to catch, but then you had some people that were medium speed and you could catch them, and you had some people that were just way, way back there. So even if you didn't win a race, it was still possible to come in like 6th or 5th place and feel like you'd done something. In this game, if you're not first your last
2: yeah uh something else i was going to mention you talked about the ai uh one of the tweaks that they did between this and the first game was uh, at least according to them is that they made the ai more intelligent more mm-hmm. difficult and mm-hmm. i think maybe they overshot the mark maybe so yeah you know so maybe that maybe that's also part of it but again this game shines at its brightest in a multiplayer. Situation, and if we ever get a boat fest going, this is one of the ones I'm going to put on the list to get a bunch of Amigas hooked together and have a throwdown. Because if you got uh, eight people playing this once, then you, you've got really got something fun there. I think. Yeah, and that's a rare man. number of people that you know to play a game like this, and so I think it would be a very a really neat experience uh, to to try that. So something to put on that. But overall, my experience with this is, I mean, I like it. I've always been drawn to the look of it and the feel of it, but at the end of the day. It's just, it's just. I found it really difficult, and also, it's not what I go back to because of the lack of uh, features that you would expect in a game uh, like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, looked this up uh, to see how it how it fared uh, with the reviewers, uh, and it did it did pretty it did pretty well, all things considered. Lemon gives this 8.26, very high Uh, boat. uh Amiga Computing gave it an 89. Amiga Format gave it a 92. Of course, this is 95. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amiga Joker at 85. It's funny, Amiga Magazine, they reviewed this in in April of 96, gave it a a 5.5 out of 10. So that was one, yeah, that's the lowest by far. Amiga mm-hmm. Power gave this an 86, the One gave it an 88, and the average magazine rating, according to Lemon, was 88% on this boat. So that's pretty high marks. And this is one I hear a lot of people talk about, and it's mm-hmm. very popular. Yeah, it was, it's, it was it's, it's a, it's a big popular seller. favorite. Yeah.
0: How yeah, are we doing yeah. Discord on this one, Boat? We got some reviews. Our first one comes from Super King. He says... I've always had a soft spot for Super Skid Marks. I'm a big fan of isometric and top-down racers with Off-Road Racer on the NES being my favorite. Even though this scrolls rather than having a static screen, it still gives you a chance to see the corner approach, which is often a problem in similar games. I'm looking at you, Micro Machines. This game looks great, handles well, and has jaunty tunes and a fair difficulty curve. I also found it to have... Just that, just one more go addictiveness. It does, however, have to lose points for one of the worst title and game select screens (laughs) in the history of video games. Seven out of 10. Yeah. Jason Warns in his old classic one word reviews, he says, superb. Eight out of 10. Mm. Chris Folds writes, I am a sucker for top-down and isometric racing games, and for me, this is one of the finest examples in the 16-bit era. In fact, it was me bribing Boat back in the day that got the game covered. Yeah, that was back in the day where we were easily bribed, unlike now where we're just more more difficultly bribed. Uh, Great graphics and sound effects are combined with tight controls and fun gameplay from beginning to end. There are, however, a few things that prevent this from being a masterpiece. One, no career or championship mode, taking you through all the cars and tracks and sequence. Two, cars are not upgradable. And three, the worst user interface ever made, which I noticed they fixed on the console ports. Well. 8.5 out of 10. A lot of the same complaints that we had. Yeah. Graham W. Webkey, the legend, he writes, This game is loved by many, but it feels a bit unfinished still, even though it's an improvement on the first game in the series visually. Maybe it's just the interface that gives that impression for me. The gameplay is good, but it somehow feels slower than the original. I guess that was an attempt to make it more playable, but I prefer the original. The music is okay, and the sounds are, again, good, but not as good as, I think, compared to the first game. Overall, it's a good game, and if you enjoy these types of games uh, like I do, there is some fun to be had here. Seven out of ten. So pretty positive reviews from the Discord community.
2: You know, I want to mention, since that it just brought, got brought up, that this, again, we mentioned that this was one, uh, was released on the uh, Mega Drive, the Genesis Spectrum. Mm-hmm. I think this may have just been a, a Mega Drive release. Um and I played this, and I know you did, too. Uh, so let me hear, what did you think of the Genesis slash Mega
0: Drive version of this thing, Boat? The game is rendered differently. It it's is. hard for me it's to describe. It's sort of dithered or something. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, yeah it, 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 I, I can't. Maybe dithered is the right word for it, but it, it has a different look to it. It's
2: less jaggy, but I don't like the look as much. And that's yeah. me. I like the Amiga yeah. version. You can also the see The Amiga version coming. looks
0: it looks more high tech it looks almost more like the, the the models are more 3d-ish yeah uh versus this more looks more like animated sprites but again i have no idea what's going on under the hood here um there are a few things that the mega drive version does that they, there are little touches like the flags wave in yeah. the mega drive version the infield looks
2: better yeah the infield looks better
0: that the people are moving around on the infield yeah um control-wise, I found it to be pretty similar. I didn't find that they dumbed down the difficulty at all in yeah. the uh, in the Genesis ver- or the Mega Drive version. Um, and the uh, the, uh, the 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 select screen looks a ton better. I mean, this looks like a console game. They put work into the other aspects of the game outside of the game proper. Um, so, I, it's, it's clear that they, they had high hopes for this, uh, but uh, I'm not sure how well it sold, coming out pretty late in the life of the Mega Drive, combined with the fact that it, it did only get a European release. So, um, yeah, it, but it is interesting that it did get a console release, for sure. This is, I believe, reading somewhere um, that this might have been even the last Amiga-developed game released on a console. So, you know, a game that that had its roots in the Amiga that was later got a console release. So pretty interesting if that's true.
2: I agree with most of what you said. I don't agree with the menu. I mean, yeah, the menus look better than the Amiga version, but that's... I mean, who are we kidding? The menus here still stink.
0: Well, that's all they're, I'm saying. They they're look better.
2: They're, the the way you pick your car and stuff, I mean, it's real goofy. Mm-hmm. and You can't back out of stuff. I mean, it's just... It was a disaster. So the mm-hmm. menu system... That's I mean code, I think Codemasters did the did this version yeah and they are they dropped the ball big time again I don't know how much they cared when they yeah. did it the infield looks better the graphics are more colorful there are less cars in this there are, of course you can't add tracks and whatnot and there's less cars and less tracks uh, and I didn't get the same. Uh, uh, what, what can I say, tactile pleasure from going around curves and loops, or going around curves and there's banks and stuff, they don't feel the same. Mm-hmm. This feels a little more off-roady. I mean, it still feels like Super Skid Marks, but when you play the Amiga version, you go over to the uh, Mega Drive, it, I, I didn't like it as much. Uh, I thought it was easier, I will say that, uh, but not much, but a little mm-hmm. bit, a touch easier. Uh, but, I, you know, if I'm going to play one, it's not going to be the Mega Drive one. It's just funny, because the Mega Drive one sort of kind of looks better but sort of kind of doesn't yeah as far it, as i'm it, concerned it, it, i want the track to be like i like it and really the rest of it i'm i, I it's okay that they made it better but the it, other one's it's not funny bad. because
0: i didn't notice your comments about the track until you mentioned it yeah but you're absolutely right like you can see the track elevation so much better in the amiga version it's yeah. so much clearer um and i i guess it's just down to the limitations of the of the mega drive or maybe just the the not caring of the people that were doing the but that is a huge thing in the Amiga's favor. I huge think thing. they did it. I think they think it's
2: better. I mean, and, I'm, and mm. maybe it is to a certain. Oh, like I say, it looks. It does it look more natural than the Amiga? Yes. If you look at the Amiga when it renders a curve, I mean, you can see the jag in this and some, Right. But you can. You're riding over. It's very strange. I like the less. I like the less artistic, more raw-boned feeling of going over those little bumps. because You can feel them. Your car moves on them. Where mm-hmm. that dithered Mega Drive feel, it's just—it's too smooth, and I can't see... I, it's hard to explain. Playing both, you'll understand what I'm talking about when you uh, get around to it. Uh, lastly, Boatster, uh, I did look this up on the eBay, uh, my friend. Um, if you're in Greece, you're in business. I saw one going for... Uh, Completed in box, thirteen bucks. But really, you could get these pretty much everywhere. Something I thought was goofy boat, and maybe I don't know if even chat room would know what, because I saw a guy selling a Super Skid Marks CD, and it had a black and white cover. Okay, and I thought, look at this sucker. He must have photocopied. Well, then I looked, and they've all got a black and white cover. I was like, why is this black and white? Why would mm-hmm. you put a black and
0: white cover in these CDs? Who would do Listen, that? Listen, you know that the, the cost cutting of the later Amiga period. <laughs> is that what new we're doing? No Bounds. Yeah, because I mean, think about it. Who were they selling these guys? This game came out in 1995. Commodore was bankrupt. It was the end of the line,
1: Listen, man. Boat.
2: The New Monkeys didn't have black and white covers in their CD. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, the low the, the the lowest end bands get color color CD cover. I mean, this is the this is I don't know what was going on here. But yeah, I saw a ton of these black and white covers. Anyway, if you want one of these CDs with a black and white cover, 24 bucks or 18 bucks, There were plenty of, the, of these things floating around in the U.K. Uh, I saw them going for varying degrees of price. So you, you can you be able to pick one up pretty easy if you're over there. Over here in the States, you're not getting jack squat. Mm-mm. That's the way it goes, my friend. But that, you know... I'm glad we went back and looked at this because we we spent about five minutes on it on the first show I think <laughs> uh, and there's it does it definitely is a it's a game this is this is a lot of, like I'm telling you we just keep getting these games where I really want to like the game, but there are just some things about it that made me not want to play it.
0: Well, you know, know, the problem is, is that we've played so many games, and we've played so many great games, that we know exactly what needs to happen. And and it, you know, you've got to think about the people that we're playing you know the people that were developing super skid marks they might not have had the luxury to play the breadth of games that we've been able to play over the you know the 30 years since this game was released so i cut them a little bit of slack but part of the show is just talking about you know what could have put this game over the edge so i understand the fact that hindsight's 2020 and we have an advantage but it doesn't stop me from saying boy it would have been great if they would have done this this and this
2: hey one more thing i wanted to mention uh, before we go we're talking about when we're talking about blitz basic just to go back to that for a minute I got a list here of games for the Amiga that were made with Blitz Basic. Commercial With Sword games.
0: of Sodan one of them? No.
2: How dare you? <laughs> Sword of Sodan is a is a, a monument to man's genius. Street anyway, machine
0: language. Bare metal. Uh,
2: a couple of the games released now this is according to this list here, and you know how these lists are as you pull them mm-hmm. from the from God knows where. Uh, amongst the games, and we've we've reviewed several of these, was the original Worms. And Worms Director's Scott was were made. The, if you'll recall, the original Worms was like a, a a thing a guy made to and then tried to sell you know, mm-hmm. back in the day. And so I read some people talking about how much of it was made with Blitz Basic, uh, Blitz Basic on the uh, final release. But apparently, quite a bit, because it was mentioned in the uh, on the CD or somewhere. So uh, you know, it's some they thanked Blitz Basic. So you could say that Worms and Worms' the Director's Cut were had some Blitz Basic in them. A couple other ones that caught my eye here, along the lines of what we played, were Skid Marks, of course, and Roadkill. If you'll recall, we played Roadkill. Yeah. Uh, and so that, and another uh, like top-down racing game. So I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, and a bunch more that I've never heard of here. But there, there were there were probably I think it says 21 games that they've got listed. A pretty decent amount of these Blitz Basic games that got. Uh, uh, release and this does show the if if what I've read in 95% of this game was done on Blitz Basic, that's a heck of a that's a heck of a uh, a system for making games because absolutely you could really if you could put this together it gives you a lot of uh, gives you a lot of options for what can be done in the future, Boaster. Mm-hmm. That's all I yeah. got, my friend.
0: All right, man. Well, let's kick it on over to our community section of the show and talk about what we've been t- doing over on the YouTubes.
2: Very good, very good. Well, listen, we've had a, we, I think we had a pretty decent week this week, Boat. Not a ton of stuff, but we got we got it going. Let's start, as we often do, with myself. I hate to talk about myself, but, but I'm going to do it one more time, Boat. <laughs> and this is myself and the Brent. You may have heard of him. Nefarious
0: the brent and this week we did the genius category bird bird games. i don't know what what game that is that's on the screen right now but i want you to play that game that game looked great it was some kind of penguin i didn't see rocking. what it was uh,
2: but it, uh, I'm, if
0: that was, that's it right there i
2: think we actually played this already believe it or not I want. oh no i don't know what this is i haven't played that looks that. great um so we had to pick two games that uh that had birds in a boat you know and so I picked for the Sega 3 or the Sega 32X, excuse me, uh, the Hummingbird Simulator Shootem game, Calibri uh,
0: boat. Did you have the it, a tra- a go with this? This is one. You know, it's funny because when I listened to all the reviews, yeah. this is a game that I fired up. I couldn't figure out what was going on, and I turned it off because I was like, you know what? This is, I, I can't review this because I don't know what's going on, and I wish that I'd taken the time to read the manual because you presented this in a very compelling way, and it kind of made me want to play the game. When I first played this game, and I I, I had been
2: tipped off because I'd heard the guys over at the, the in fact somewhere in the back of my head I I remembered, and of course they also mentioned it was the fact that I'd heard the guys over at the Pixel Gaiden talking about this game. <clears throat> and I knew, the, I thought to myself, there's no way that Boat will play this game. Because I know you. And all this crap I always read the manual and crap. You may do that on the PC, but on consoles, I know you're not going out and getting the manual. That's, that's
0: why I, pl- I play consoles so I don't have to read the manual. Well,
2: listen, in this game, you got to read the manual. So if you're in the, yeah. if you're in the bizarre uh, Hummingbird games, Calibre is, is your jam. And then Brandt picked some obscure game yeah. called DuckTales for the NES. <laughs> And so we went around, and I will say, DuckTales, uh, I, I had played this a little bit in the past, and it's it's a it's a good it's your kind of game. And I believe you said you beat this this. Uh, yeah, last I week beat in. it for the
0: very free. You know, I sat down. I knew that you guys were covering, and I was like, I'm gonna sit down I'm going to beat this thing. Yeah. So uh, and one of my all-time favorites. I mean, it's, it, 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 you yeah, go. it's great, and uh, I thought that you both made some good points about the game, and uh, so this is one of my favorite. You know, you guys have been on fire here lately. I love this show. I love the uh, Neo Pocket battle. It's been the first battle episode that I, I, I've really enjoyed that you guys have done, so good work on the ARG team, Thank man. You.
2: I will. I will say, we're uh, Sunday we're going to record a game on the Gamate, yes. uh, and if you're in our Discord and you feel like playing some Gamate games, it's a it's a Game Boy competitor from Bleep Taiwan. Uh, in our ARG reviews area, You can, or maybe it's in our ARG presents area on the Discord, you can go and download a complete package that plays like 50 or 60 Gamate games. You don't do nothing but just open it up and run it. So if you feel like jumping in, sending in some reviews, uh, come on over. But yeah, the Gamate this week should be a lot of fun. So next, hey, more me. You remember when I said I was sick of talking about me? <laughs> I'm never sick of me, and I'm back again. Uh, last Friday, uh, it was crazy, crazy Amiga game night, and we played all kinds of crazy stuff, man. I mean, and, and some of it was good, some of it was bad, and some of it was really bad. <laughs> so there's no in between. But <laughs> well, we played, They look, could you turn this down to final it's countdown? the anal.
0: Oh, final countdown.
2: Anal? Sorry. Where were you going with that? what it looks that? like, man.
0: Look at it. No look at that screen. No
2: one sees anal right there, except for you. So I don't know what that means. Uh, look at this boat. That's the bottom of the screen. Is a chick with red hair. This was called Thunder Jaws boat. This was. <laughs> this where is the AGSC at with that? Listen, this was great. This was great. I'm not gonna lie to you. And then in between, look at this boat. Holy! Could you believe this? Oh man, that <laughs> I was know. great. I know it was. It was awesome. You know, so there's if you want to see some real odd, obscure amiga stuff and then as a as a uh tribute to my buddy Flack, I took a brief intermission to show off some old Dungeons and Dragons modules. I don't remember Man, what got kind of
0: us started. You're wasting the you should make those separate videos. People love that stuff. Hey, listen.
2: It was, it was spur of the moment. That's how we roll. And you can see I'm going through these. Hey, a couple real rarities in there. So, if you want to watch a big goober play a couple hours of Amiga games and then occasionally just some D&D stuff off, this is the stream for you. Check us out. We, and I should mention, I'll be back tonight with some more crazy Friday night stream action. So, let's move on. Now, here, I was I was up for this one, too. Speaking of, speaking of the devil, he shall appear. It's our old pal, Jack Flack. Rob Flack O'Hara. And he's back with a wacky it's not that wacky it's a puzzly game for the c64 yeah uh, and this game is called uh, grid picks have you, are you familiar with this one boat
0: so this is this is based on a very popular genre of games that is probably most famous on the Nintendo consoles really? uh, the, yeah this is this is based on a game called P cross uh-huh. And uh, this and uh, this is these games never really achieved the fame in the United States that they did in Japan. I've heard. But of game. they they've been released, you know, on a pretty steady basis since I think the DS. I think the DS was the first one. Um, and uh, these are it's basically what you're doing is you have a grid and uh, there are numbers on oh. the side on each of the axes of the grid. And that's telling you what you have to color in. And you're revealing a picture underneath. Yeah, Uh, I I really like the P-Cross games. Uh, It's funny, when I lived in Korea, I had a Game Boy Lite. The Game Boy Light, if you'll recall, is the Game Boy that was like the Game Boy Pocket, but it was actually backlit. There was a backlit Game Boy released only in Japan called the Game Boy Light, yeah. and I bought that. And I bought a copy of Mario's Pecross from a store in Japan. It was all in Japanese, but who cares? Because it's Pecross, right? Uh, and I would play a couple of these puzzles every night just to, you know, kind of get in the sleeping mood. I really enjoy Pecross. I actually own it on the Switch as well.
2: This game was too puzzly. This. This looks like way too much math and thinking for my taste. There's no
0: math involved at all. Well, it's, I know. It's literally counting numbers. Lots of,
2: the counting is math. Newsflash. So, I, I listen, I would rather just go dive suckers with a hummingbird, personally. But, I will say, after watching this for a while, it's funny what you get into. Because I sat and watched him play this. I'm like, what is this? Then I said, oh, geez, what is this? And after a while, I'm like, oh, look, it's 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 an umbrella. Like, I was like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, if that doesn't thrill you, you're not going to like P Cross. <laughs>
2: no, 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 no. It's no I mean that was very the...
0: low res, eight bit pictures.
2: That was the thrilling part. I was like, wait a minute, I do see this picture. I started <laughs> seeing these things. I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting it.
0: You oh, know? and, and I, I, I've got to, uh, I've got to give a shout out to Da Crabs in the chat because Da Crabs was with me when I bought the Game Boy Light in Japan. Oh man, this guy, you
2: guys get around. <laughs> I should also mention that in true Flack fashion, uh, he stops midway through this to talk about all the various cars. He's Never, t- never accept a ride from this man. I can tell you uh-huh. this. This guy drove like an idiot and treated his cars like absolute go- double garbage. <laughs> he was killing these things. His stories were so ludicrous that I couldn't believe them. They were so- There's a G- Speaking of geos, there you go. Yeah, he put speakers in the back of this that, bl- that basically effectively dis- disassembled the back end of this car. <laughs> he did a bunch of goofy crap. Look at him. He's a goofy guy, this black. But if you want to hear some wacky, I mean wacky, straight-up wacky tales, And watch a guy play a weird puzzle game. This is the stream for you. I endorse it. Fully endorse that boat. Uh, Let's have a look right here. Now, this... I believe...
0: Is a Hermsky joint, is it not, Boat? That's right, Hermsky. Uh, this is his second installment of this series where he goes through a tape magazine, sixteen forty-eight. So this these were like you know serially released cassettes yeah. that contained a variety of games. A lot of these games have never been on, uh, you know, they've ne- they've not gotten a lot of YouTube action before. And uh, this is uh, this is a, another collection brought to us by the man, Hermsky himself.
2: It's funny. I, I watched last week's video. It much like the puzzle game. Watching Hermsky play these like text adventures and stuff, and, and these type-in games. It's it, it's it is strangely relaxing. I hate to say it, and, and it's enjoyable. And you also you, I like the fact that uh, you're. You get a flavor for what was going on back in that time. It's fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Herms, he's doing—he's going out and doing something totally different. Uh, and I like it, man. I like what he's got going. Uh, and he knows his stuff too. It's fun to watch. This makes me want to get your. Uh, this makes me really want to get the uh, the uh, Spectrum next. In fact, I was I watched his last video and started. That's when I started asking around on how to get the other Omega. It, spectrum next stuff working if you saw it oh Discord, boy here we it, go it again exactly after, well i can't help myself <laughs> folks. i don't have a spectrum man i want i want to have something so listen check out Hermsky. check out his entire catalog all good stuff solid gold and he's thinking outside the box man that's what i like about mm-hmm. it look at the graphics right there by the way beautiful eh? yeah got the, i like the, uh, the shading i guess it's a pool table you can do a lot with a little which I always mm-hmm. like uh, that's part of it man it's part of the appeal right um now here it is, Boat. Holy cow. It's been uh, two months in the making, I think. But this is it. Frodo finally folds the tent up and puts away the ColecoVision this week with his last round on the Mr. with the FPGA on the ColecoVision. Uh, and I actually caught some of this uh, when he when he did it. Uh, again, there's a ton of stuff with the ColecoVision that I have never, ever seen, Boat. And there's I doubt Met you've Gates. seen it either. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got they—they they really went in some different areas on the ColecoVision mm-hmm. vision that and, and and I like the fact that I mean, uh, uh, Frodo is thorough. He goes through these things, and he doesn't just like flip through and be like, oh, "This is crap." Not like you with Calibre. He sits down and gives it a shot. <laughs> he's not—he he goes and tries hard. He did not just turn it off after two minutes. He goes to work. That's what I like about Frodo. And that's why he takes his time. His—he'll mm-hmm. go two, three hours. He wants to get the complete thing done. That's what I like yeah. about it.
0: So and I'll tell you what, if I ever have any ColecoVision Vision questions, he's the man I'm going to. Yeah, he's explored the entire library. I noticed over the weekend if you catch any of his streams. And by the
2: way, uh, uh, a lot of the fellows that contribute to uh, uh, our channel here on uh, Amiga Retro Gaming also are streamers. And I noticed that he was playing some Super Nintendo uh, this weekend. But it Rep right Your Alley.
0: Yeah, so, so yeah. I'm hope- I guess he's going back to the original release. He's playing uh, the the twenty a select twenty four games from the yeah. first year or two of release. So and pretty a cool. Couple,
2: a couple weeks ago, he played all the uh, he had played all the different versions of Manic Miner, and I believe if he hasn't done it, he was going to do. It. I think he was playing a crap load of different Froggers. I believe he was also coming down the line. So that should be entertaining as well, Boaster. Good stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: I think. That is all we've got in the video realm, my friend.
0: Oh, okay. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on on This Week in Retro, Aaron. All right, So. Uh, this is the show that Neil and I do uh, every week, and a new episode is actually going to have dropped uh, as you hear this, unless you're watching it live because I'm gonna put it up uh, on the on the internet uh, yeah. as soon as we get on taping., uh, we talk about Aaron, did you know that there is a uh, a voodoo card? you know, do you remember the voodoo card, Aaron? Are you kidding? Of course. Of course really? I do. Yes. I've never heard of the voodoo card before. you're a Mac I wasn't what guy. you call a PC gamer, yeah. No kidding um, and, and so but apparently it was a big deal well somebody has gone and reverse engineered the voodoo card here and so Neil gives us a rundown on that pretty cool uh wow, are we they talk about sell those yeah yeah actually it's funny he talked he, he he goes through the whole story and then at the end he's like nobody's actually seen this thing in action before and there are no pictures of it <laughs> so it could be some guy on the internet just posted, "Hey, I reverse engineered the Voodoo card, and everybody believed him because it was awesome." Let me say this, and I get I, I you haven't posted this week in retrospect. I haven't
2: seen it yet, but the market for a a cheap Voodoo card is there. Because I see people all the time, they're reveling. It's like, woohoo! I've got a 2021 sound card. I mean, I was tossing these things out in the garbage back in the day, these P- these ISA sound cards. Now people are like, they can't pay enough for them. i got to have them. And, okay. and I guarantee you the voodoo cards going to be the same way. People are hungry been, for that. Yeah,
0: this thing has been. There are pictures of this thing. I don't think anybody's seen it, Marie. at least Neil has not seen it in action yet. But, the, yeah, there are pictures of this thing, and it looks very impressive. i I'm like assuming- I think okay. it's
2: going to be a Banshee style car, with, where you, you know, because the original Voodoo card, you had to have another video card with a pass through.
0: Well, I'll the, tell you this: this thing has four fans mounted to the top of it. Good so it lord! Is, <laughs> what yeah. The hell's the toy? It it looks insane. I'll have to. I'll I'll drop the link in the in the in the notes uh, area in the the stream there for people that are watching on the stream. But uh, yeah, it looks pretty pretty insane. So uh, that's actually Come with an
2: anchor to keep your computer from flying off in a very direction.
0: So, uh, and then we've also got uh, a story where there's a guy, Aaron, and I'm sure that you've seen this being the Coco fan that you are, uh, the Omni VR treadmill, the multi-directional treadmill. I've heard, there's a I've guy seen
2: those, but I've never seen anybody, really, I've, I've never used one. Obviously. Well, get
0: ready to watch a guy hook one up to a Coco and play Dungeons of Dargoth or whatever that game is, because he does it all, man. You're kidding so, me. I'm not kidding at all. I'm not kidding at all. His name is Ben Drakes, uh-huh. and uh, he is he is a, he is an Omni owner, and he's also a Cocoa owner, and he's combined the two. So we talk about that. Yeah, uh, we talk about a. Uh, there's been an arcade game found in a field in Ireland, abandoned. It's one of the rarest arcade games of all time. It's called the R360. This is a plane flying simulator type game, and it is one of those fully environmental cockpits where you can. It actually will rotate. It won't do full three hundred sixty degrees, but it'll take you up on the side. Do you remember seeing pictures of these things?
2: Yeah, there was. I think G Lock was one of those. Yeah,
0: G Lock was one and of the games think, too. Right? Wasn't
2: there an afterburner thing that was like that as well? I, that's I right.
0: That's the that's the game that this was. It was the uh, sort of afterburner. i actually. Game.
2: Is it now? Is this one like? Is it like a cage around it? And the thing. It, right. Yeah. I've actually been in arcades where those things were operational my buddies have played those oh yeah oh that's awesome let me tell you something they jerk you around man oh they're they're pretty crazy but the problem with those things is every arcade i went to a lot of them had those and inevitably they would break and then Mm -hmm. you can just sit in and play the game and the thing doesn't move who wants to do that Wayne. yeah yeah so So
0: the story there's an interesting story behind this where apparently when the game broke the the proprietors of the establishment brought it out to a shed in the field and it's been so long the shed actually decomposed around the machine and only <laughs> the rusting hulk of the machine is left in the field man that's
2: that's a west virginia level shed right there <laughs> yeah it is that yeah, is had a tobacco ad printed on the side of it
0: <laughs> <laughs> and finally aaron there's a new sd card solution for the msx I know the oh, yeah. MSX is uh, a, a fantastic computer. I wish I owned one. Uh, and they finally got an SD card storage solution for that. So if you're interested in hearing uh, uh, Neil from RMC and me have a, uh, a lively discussion about these and other stories, uh, head over to the This Week in Retro YouTube channel and you can uh, subscribe and, and watch. And we want to thank our producer, Duncan Stiles, who's here with us in the chat this evening, for putting all the video and every all the overlays and stuff together to make it a, a really fun experience to watch.
2: You know, uh, I think Sanction has one of those MSX, because if you'll recall, he did a video a couple weeks ago on the channel. Yeah, and th- and that's he right. had I think he had one of those. Pretty neat. Oh, cool. Uh, pretty, pretty neat gimmick, that, that if you had an MSX. Now, that's something else I've got built uh, built into the old Unamiga here. If I can, uh, So that's that's on my list.
0: <laughs> Just yeah, put it that yeah. way.
2: <laughs> as soon as I get the next work, and that's the MSX is next on the docket, Boat.
0: Alright, and our final community update this week, Aaron, is our High Score Challenges. So if you've not yet jumped in, we've still got the Vaccine High Score Challenge going on. And in the spec, in, in Speccy High Score Challenge, the TLL High Scores are coming fast and furious. So um, make sure you check out both of those if you're interested in playing those contests. All run for one more week until a new game is announced.
2: Hey, before we move on, I want to mention two things. Firstly... Uh, and, I'm, and I'm sure you saw this. Uh, our good buddy Neil over from RMC. Uh, uh, just put up a video about him working on the cave. I That's found right. that pretty interesting. If you want to check him out, I always enjoy uh, seeing his progress over there. Boy, he's a lucky man to have all that. And yeah. also, uh, <clears throat> I want to, once again, last week was the other episode for the... Uh, the uh coco talk gang over there so a, a hearty hi-ho to them they said some nice stuff about us even though you were there and uh and we appreciate, we appreciate them and good work guys hopefully another 200 coming down the pike
0: yeah and finally on a more somber note uh we want to give a special shout out to our buddy uh digital maniac 3k aka blair mm-hmm. uh, blair was involved in a uh, in an auto accident last week and uh he's he's okay but he's pretty banged up and his car is pretty banged up too so yeah. we are our, our, our thoughts and our prayers go out to blair uh we wish you all the best man get well soon
2: yeah that was a uh, that guy's had a rough he, he's had a rough go of it boatster so yeah he could use the he could use the good karma
0: yeah man all right Now it comes to the time of the show where we thank all the fine, fine folks that keep this show going week after week, 289 weeks straight, Aaron. We're going to start off with all of the people that surprise surprise us by subscribing to us on Twitch. That's how you're going to bill it? (laughs) so uh you can subscribe to us on twitch uh if you enjoy watching the show live or even if you don't you can always go back you know there's stuff on the twitch channel that we never move to youtube there's stuff that's exclusive to there uh if you want to watch all the uncut streams of the show where me and aaron sit around and badmouth everybody we know okay that's just me yeah uh but uh but before the show starts uh you can you can check it out um we want to thank blue train Rider 82 retro jerry da crabs mtg Hermski, Still Adolescing, Mitsuyama, Frodo NL, John Marshall 3, Christian Russo, Jigglebox, Captain Chaos DK, Bruce Sayer, Rob Flack, O'Hara, LaMasta, Wide World of Retro, Bigfoot's Armpits, Pints and Amiga, Negsol, RetroRewind.ca, Eeyore4077, Barkbit, Buck Owens, Uber Scuba Diver, KronosNet, Macintosh Librarian, Gary Heather, and that's it. That's the list.
2: Next I just make oh, up a name. Almost Big said Gilbjorn Barman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, Aaron, uh, last week, uh, we uh the Patreon song. Oh. This one this one surprised me. This one surprised I really thought that more people would get this, but only one person did, and that person was Frodo. N L. That's right. The only Frodo we know. Uh, last week's song was "Everything's All Right" from the Broadway musical Jesus Christ Superstar.
2: That's the song you picked to
0: perform. That's all. the song Those I songs. picked.
2: They got so many good ones. Listen. On a second thought, I don't want to hear you butcher some of the more classic <laughs> tunes from a good show. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was right. thinking maybe you forgot the song this week. I could just close this sucker down, but you're gonna sing, aren't you? That's
0: right. Oh, That's right. God so, bless if you. Oh. Now I do need to get I do need to get a sip, a sip of the water.
2: Fancy water tonight.
0: My God, how much sipping are you? Are you a camel? Listen, you gotta fuel up before you uh, before yeah. you sing.
2: <clears throat> Clearing the pipes. So now he's if, ready.
0: If you know this week's Patreon Song Challenge, please send me an email at john at AmigosPodcast.com And uh, I will congratulate you as a winner on next week's episode.
1: David Z, George Rosansky, The Amiga Show, Daniel Crabtree, Super Family King, Crazy Loomis, William, Venterscar. Heavy Systems, Inc. Bundy, Frag Lord, Mark Byland, Olaf Hope, Hermsky John AK Simulant, Alien Breeder, David Loss, Raptor, Cowboy Boy, Lane Dinson, Luke Hudson, John Cook, bomb The Bass, Frodo and L. Soul Incisor Tech, Major Jurgen Mr. Cola, Daniel Williams, Bernard Lucas, Jerry Dennington, Zorg Love, Reflection, Simon Ledge, Cap'n Crispy, Kilobytes and Caffeine, Gary Heather, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobster Minator. 10-Minute Amiga Retrocast, Bernard Quinn, R.M.C. Tim, Drew, Simon, Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle, Robo Hera Matthew, Lara Andy Craig Sean's old Bobby Rolling Book Andrew Monk Joe the Zombie Leif Kalad Alec Bob, Jake O'Day Lebedo John Marshall Matthew Perron Ricky DeRosa Crippie the Dead Boy Figgity Z, Z The Slow Norris <laughs> Stephon Sorg God Mortensen Helen Bando 75 Christopher Hassel Rabbi. Yeah, but Chris Foles, Lawrence, Jura, Graham, babe, key Bebke, Adam Badley, O'Brien's retro and vintage, Gary Hucka, Paul Bossman, Duncan Styles, stays from the crib, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, T.H.T., Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy, Homer Todd. Daniel Bingston brutal barracuda. Darren calls, Jason Wands pixels at dawn, and kill beyond Man,
0: that was absolute trash. Just what? Just I feel like that was my finest performance.
2: That was the worst thing you did. Did you see done. my
0: dance moves? I've been working Is on. Is that
2: what that was? I thought you had a
0: spasm kicking. No. Out. What was Listen, this? What was I going got on here? That was my. I said it looked like you were milking a cow. That's the, that, <laughs> that was that was that's that's the move. That's, that's what the, the kids move? do
1: these days. Yeah.
0: What kids? Lock Listen. those kids up. <laughs> if they start
2: doing that, they're no good. Don't let these guys lose to society. Horrible. Appalling. Embarrassing. <laughs>
0: So, next week, Aaron, we're going to be playing, speaking of horrible, awful, and embarrassing, we're going to be playing Captain Planet, Aaron, picked by Simulant, widely considered to be one of the worst games on the Cartoon Classics pack on the Amiga. Have you ever seen the show... I can sing the song right now. Because I because
2: I was gonna say if any kid on Earth was a fan of that show, it's the guy in the sweater vest or whatever right there. That's he got you written all over it. Did, I you ever, did
0: look up to C P. That's what we called him.
2: Is that what you, oh, I'm gonna watch one episode this week
0: to prep for that show for that show all right we do want to thank the amigos game selection committee for not for that we don't <laughs> for picking <laughs> super skin marks and for picking captain planet you got to take the bad with the good no, i
2: don't why and
0: uh <laughs> and of course we want to thank our our sponsor retrorewind.ca remember you can save 10 percent off your order right now until march 31st by using the promo code amigos rock yeah. all right aaron it's clearly that promo it
2: code is it based on what you just did
1: <laughs> I guess I could we'll see put you guys next in week there. until then <laughs> adios, adios.